Hello. Reactor hey Mark. We are live. We so are live. I have remade this video public, so that's good to go. And I've uh, done which, the... Uh, which video is that? This the episode first one? one? That oh, was okay. episode one. Uh, I did a bit of cleanup. I made a, uh, a video myself with a little message here that it was a reenactment, but uh, there were some <laughs> positives. I was able to uh, actually get a picture with a face mask and all that, so... That okay. is good to go. Sorry about that last week, everybody. Um, yeah, and I I re-recorded my whole section, but I didn't. But, oh, did you did you put the little banner? This is a reenactment under yeah, my yeah, section. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, no, so, no, it's not under yours, but it's oh, there okay. the first yeah. part of the video. So fine, fine, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're already doing. Wow, this is an important show. We're doing historical reenactment. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> it's a we'll have a little interstitials of. <laughs> This is future Mark. I've got to tell you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I did not do that. So we are definitely recording the video. I can see it. It says recording. So yay. Yay. All right. Um, so, so how's it going? Yeah, uh, good. Um, maybe we should sort of say whether we achieved our goals or not. Is that a good way to start? Or, sure. or no? I mean, I, I like a quick, hey, how's it going? A like quick the, personal stuff out of the side out of the way first but either way okay go on then all right um <laughs> let's see health wise i i still have not contracted the plague i yeah i wanted to ask i'm getting that. really sick of this whole mask thing because uh i can't uh i can't eat out and i don't have a kitchen really i have i have like a, a refrigerator and stuff but not like a real kitchen i and heard that mask doesn't really protect annoying. you anyway I don't think it does. Uh, so my mother is a doctor or hospital administrator, I think now, but she's talked about this before, and, and it's uh, way back in the day during you know after SARS. But a, a mask is not um, it's not easy to use correctly, and if you reuse it, which almost everyone does, or if you don't have it sealed properly, like reusing it, you'll have all this bacteria from you breathing on it previously, like over the over the day. And that's actually really attractive to a lot of viruses. So it's not a, um, it, it's it's not an easy thing. Although if you've got the right kind of mask and you know what you're doing, like if you're, you know, in an operating room, then absolutely. Um, it it kind of makes sense though with my. So case just short bursts, just for short bursts of use. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm like first of all, like I I am not a doctor myself, so right. You know, don't. If you're listening to a couple of uh, random programmers about a virus on the internet, stop. Don't stop listening to us. Just don't take it seriously. Um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, I, th I think three hours is about what the advice I've read is. And, okay. Um, you know, it, but, but in my case, it makes sense because the goal of this rule is not to keep me from contracting it. The goal is if I got it in Japan, I don't spread it to anyone in Taiwan. Well, that's very noble of you, but that, um, well, just, I mean that's that's the Taiwanese CDC. That, just that's on like your where it, when you go out on your last point, um, like I doubt that anyone's going to see this during the time of coronavirus because this is what episode six or seven or something, and w there's no way we're getting this out anytime soon. <laughs> I <laughs> the rate think we're going it's out going to be a much bigger deal in the U.S. say in May than it oh, is now okay. in March. Okay, so it might be very timely. My estimate, I could totally be wrong, but if I had to estimate estimate what the odds are of uh, just 
like a widespread outbreak appearing in almost every single state, like maybe say 40 plus states, I would say it's about a 95% chance. Like right now it's just Oregon, but I think the, I mean, it's basically already out of containment and you've got uh, South by Southwest is, you know, that's a, that is a conference with 415 or 445,000 people last time and they're still planning on going. Hmm. So, I so, mean, <laughs> so do you think, so if I was to be traveling next week to Denver, what would be your recommendation about should I, should I just not go and do telecommute instead um, or should I go? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Um, that's hard to say. From California I, I, to Denver. So, so the, the two biggest, like the, to, the two areas where there definitely are outbreaks are California, like Northern California and Oregon, I believe. Uh, hmm. So like you're probably not in much danger in Denver yet, although who knows because the incubation time is so long. I, I would say like you're not going from a super high risk place to well, the, there risk is. Differ, the risk differential between uh, Southern California and Denver is probably not that big. I forgot so, to tell you an important variable in this calculation. Um, with diabetes and being 50, um, yeah, yeah. My, my increases of death, if I catch it, actually go above 10%, which is I like quite significant. if you're hospitalized. But yeah, it's, I mean, you definitely oh, don't want to mess it? with it. Di- diabetes hurts. Like I, I think after cardiovascular problems, diabetes is like the number one um, extra risk. Mm-hmm. That said, 50 is not that old. Most people that are are actually dying from this are, you know, like old, not not middle aged. So, uh, so maybe I, I should I, think, I should risk it for a biscuit. Well, I would say for you personally, like to to keep yourself safer, because there are two things. Like one is like what's the responsible thing to do for everyone? Because mm-hmm. like you don't want people to be like. I'm 22. What do I care? And then catching it and giving it to their grandparents and killing right. them. So uh, you, one factor is that. And on that aspect, I would think you're going from a place to another place that both have similar risk profiles as far as we know. So I wouldn't worry too much about the travel itself. Yeah. But I would, uh, you know, I would wash my hands. I would actually, even if you just stay in California, I would, I would be. Uh, really careful about washing your hands every time you eat before you're eating and don't touch your face unless you've just washed your hands hmm. and then wash your hands after. Like, I, I think that is the number one thing you can do. Um, and don't go to like a <laughs> conference with 400,000 people. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, that's, that's, that's my thought. <laughs> I'll get it all out of the way right now. Cause I'm pretty sure that I've been touching my face, uh, today and I haven't been out, so we're okay. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll think about it. Take it under advisement. Um, so, any so any more uh, personal stuff? Yeah, actually, one other thing. Um, this is actually a massive headache for me, which has uh, had a had a very negative impact on my on my goals. That is my uh, very elderly grandmother who raised me actually. Hmm. is getting um she's getting a guardian herself because she's so old and so she she has a court a court appointed guardian and part of uh part of what needs to happen for this is um we need to sever a connection between my bank account and hers she helped me open it because i was abroad and couldn't open one due to know your customer laws like patriot act all that stuff 
and that's the bank account that all my Stripe stuff goes through. So oh. um, I, I got an email from my uncle that was like, you know, you should take the money in the account out as soon as possible because like we, we can't we can't keep this linked thing. And I was like, no, don't shut it down. Okay, so you so you need to open up a new account then. Uh, yes, possibly. So, so I, I need to not close this one now. I, I'm hoping yeah. to go to the U.S. this summer, and then I'll, you know, then I then I can open a new account and close this one and deal with all that if ne- if necessary. Um, possibly I can just get the link between the accounts severed because I, I did live in the U.S. after then. The account's been open for a long time, so I talked to Chase support. And I'm oh yeah, working on that, but it's been surprisingly. Byzantine and frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So yep. that's uh, that's uh, the uh, that's the whole personal drama, but but it's been time consuming. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, a little bit tough because it's tough seeing a person that raised me uh, getting so old. They need they need someone helping them full time. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We've just had um, two two grandparents die within the last month. Your grandparents. Um, well, George's George's grandfather and my grandmother, um, but she she had been um, Georgie was super close with her her grandfather. Um, actually, he's a, he's an interesting dude. He he worked for um, Aerojet and machined parts that went to the moon. So he he Whoa. basically uh, built you know machined a number of like you know fuel pipe like I think I think the the thing he's proudest of was the um, the elbow like the elbows on the fuel pipes. You know, That's so he cool. sort of he sort of made them with his own hands in a machine, which is kind of cool. You know, before there was like, I don't know, automate, automated ways to do that. I'm amazed we got to the moon with like 60s technology. <laughs> right, that, that blows my mind. That's why, yeah, that's why Lost is. I, I love that show, Lost, because of the the depiction of that kind of. That's the level of technology it was. You know, um, I've never watched Lost. Actually. Oh yeah, Lost. Lost really, um, like. One, it's almost like a cast member is is the '60s tech, you know. Oh, that's kind okay. of a cool thing about it. Um, but yeah, and my my gran is basically, pff, wow, she stopped recognizing us about five to seven years ago. How so old was she? She was she died at ninety five. Um, wow. But she she sort of lost she lost her way at about you know just before she was ninety. You know, that's the worst. Like, yeah, it's really bad. So, you know, I'd met with her a couple of times and she she did meet, meet Jack, you know, um, but that's my kid who's five now. But, um, you know, there was no, there was no cognition there. So it was just like, wow. just sort of seeing someone who just doesn't know you. Um, sometimes it's hard to know whether you're in a personal conversation or a recorded conversation. That's kind of the power of podcasts, including yeah. your old one, actually. Like, yeah. Your long standing one. Oh, because um, what? Well, because it's 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 personal. To me, the biggest so there there are like two kinds of podcasts I really like. One is Tyler Cowen, where he just unloads information on you, and he's a like really crazy smart guy who reads like uh, almost a book a day, and he's like mm-hmm. you know leading economist and super super widely read. Then the other kind that I really like is like texting, where it, it it's like, um, as I've s- said a few times, it's just like these little points in this picture of these two people's lives and relationship, and um, yeah, 
Well, yeah, you think that you're sort of really following great. an arc, yeah. But the good, yeah. <clears throat> another good thing about podcasts is that you can like, so you can be personal, like in a show like texting or a show like this, but you do get the option to edit, which is kind of cool, true, you know, true. which is great because sometimes, so you can, you can kind of skirt that line of um, being super personal. And then if you do cross the line, you can, it, it, do, it doesn't matter. Cause as long as you remember to edit it out, I think there was only one time I, in, in, in like 300 plus episodes of texting, cause I do the editing of that. There was one time where I missed something that uh, that Jason said, and, and you know it was he didn't want it out there. Um, but apart from that, we've both got you know we've sort of caught the things that we didn't want to get out there. And usually, it's related to politics because we'll get, we'll get into a we'll get into something and we'll start talking about it. But we we always never mean to talk about politics on air because it's it's essentially boring. It's kind of like well we think it's boring, you know, and we don't want to polarize listeners in that way. So. Um, yeah, useful yeah. a lot. But anyway, yeah. Um, so. All right. So yeah. to the onto the uh, the priorities, or bleh, onto the progress report. Uh, well, uh, I guess. I mean, I did I give my personal update. Um, the the main thing for me is uh, for health. Um, so my goals were, um, and I, it's sort of. My goals are kind of intertwined with my progress with my personal progress report. Okay. Uh, but basically, what I had said I was going to do was um, uh, some more mock-ups for task flow, um, and I was going to swim two times, and right. I s I swam no times, and um, but the reason why I wanted to swim was to mainly get control of the blood sugar situation. Mm. And um, I did do better with the blood sugar situation. So whereas the week before, I've got this great, because, you know, I've got this continuous uh, glucose thing. So the week before, I was basically, you know, 80% high. 80% of the time, I was above, out of range. Mm -hmm. Well, this last week, since we last spoke, I've been 70% in range. So that is actually a great improvement. Nice. Yeah. W were you eating, like... I've just been really Different mindful, yeah, just, just, just basically minimal carbs, essentially minimal carbs, and I'm trying to up the amount of greens, and that's, that's really it. I, w I would have asked if you were uh, going carnivore diet like everyone seems to be, except uh, I remember you were uh, um, talking about uh, uh, going all vegan. I yeah, but I, I can't, I can't that's do hard. the, yeah, it's super hard to do all vegan. I mean, I, I sort of, I'm, asp I'm aspirationally want to do it, but there's so many... I don't know. Every time I try it, I do end up eating a lot of carbs, and my blood sugar goes woo. So right now, I'm just, I'm just trying to do like lean proteins and lots of veg, lots of greens. Yeah, that's more right. vegetables. Like I don't, I don't think anyone says that's bad, or almost nobody. I would have been basically ninety percent in range if I didn't have a birthday and my work sent me this beautiful bottle of of red wine, and then. I drank that bottle of wine with Georgie and then my resolve went and I ate like, I don't know, five That's... beautiful seized chocolate candies. And that literally knocked me off course for two days. So, so, it, so it wasn't, it wasn't the wine. It was the, uh, the it's... food that the, the wine led you to eat. Yeah, exactly. Like alcohol is problematic in that way. Mm. Mm. So yeah, sh show us what's going on with, um, with the state of, React okay uh let's see here so i did not launch the analytics thing i did get the email automation started 
Okay. I did a bunch of contract work, which was all like uh, absinthe, GraphQL stuff, and that's nice. That's uh, something I've been doing for a while, but it's I, I did learn a bit from it, so that was cool. Um, also, since I'm fairly low on cash at the moment, which was why I was doing the contracting as well, I have uh, started an email campaign, which is for not it's not like a launch launch like I did for Black Friday. But this one is just for the new people who signed up on Alchemist Camp after Black Friday. Because I, I don't want to like send a promotional sequence to people all the time. It would annoy, at least it would annoy me if, if I were one of the people getting them. So mm. uh, instead of that, I'm just doing like one big Black Friday year because everyone expects that. And then one pitch uh, probably every three months for people that have never been pitched before. Um, yeah, um, I don't, I think that that's, that is, that is a strategy, but, um, from what I know, from what I understand, there's this concept of keeping a list warm. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you do that and I'm, I'm exactly the same as you and I know, I know a big part of the reason why I, I don't keep the list warm (laughs) is because it's like a lot of effort to sort of do that. You know, it's a lot of effort to think about it. Um, sending out like big updates of like here I made this and this and this and here's a you know new features is actually like it's pretty well received but it's it's well, always something I delay doing. Okay, so <clears throat> so I'm thinking of I'm thinking of um, Amy Hoy thirty by five hundred who's basically mm-hmm. in some ways the master of keeping a list warm. So have you have you won have you ever been on any of her emailing lists? Yeah, and, and it worked. I bought thirty by five hundred. <laughs> so, so they they have like sequences of content, and they write content. I think on a regular basis because it's new stuff seems to just keep coming out forever. So I literally think they sort of write you know one thing every two weeks, which is some sort of thought piece about um, bootstrapping or about making money online. And it's just it's just giving gi- this constant stream of giving you insights. Now I will agree that like after a year of that it was just too much i was just like okay okay i have to i can't yeah i, I can't I, be I on this list they, anymore they do both I, I think they they do some like broadcasts of what they're working on right then mm-hmm. but they also have a lot of evergreen yeah content i hate i hate that word they have a lot yeah. of they have a lot of evergreen emails that that are useful anytime and it doesn't matter if you're reading them like two years or five years after they were written so. But I wonder, can can a list like yours? So I'm I'm curious, like, can a list like yours and mine, um, you know, does because I'm I'm going to do a, nug, a like a nugget push, and mm-hmm. it's basically on a, against a cold list of four thousand. I just wonder, like, what the difference would be if we had been keeping it warm in that way, um, the conversions. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I do keep mine vaguely warm because I sent I mm-hmm. keep sending out broadcasts, but it's not super often. And then I've got the intro course on my site. Yeah. So people can request that, and then I, I send them, and, and they're like three different tracks based on how advanced they are. Mm. And between all of that, I, I don't think anyone forgets who I am, but the mm. the aggressive thing that I was thinking about doing that I haven't done yet, but I'm seriously considering, is mm. on Alchemist Camp, uh, I've been thinking about making it, I can't think and type at the same time, episodes... So I've been thinking about making it so that there are notifications uh, for things that you haven't gone through yet. 
So mm. say if someone uh, say if I say if someone's been following this uh, the series for making the the reactor site, and they've gone through these videos, and I put out another one, they don't know about it yet. So I I just have a like a bell up here at the the upper part of the mm. screen. So then, so basically turning that notification system into it like you know sending it out through different channels. Well the the phase one would be just having the bell here so it's like oh there there are like four new things that i've i haven't seen on the site before so people will check it out when they visit and maybe visit more often but the the more aggressive thing to do would be actually email people that there are notif there are new things that have happened that's like what indie hackers does i think that's a great idea I i i think that's it's funny you say it's aggressive but it doesn't sound aggressive to me it's um I, I have an internal resistance against doing it because when I got those indie hacker emails, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't care about these notifications. I go to the site and I see notifications. Why am I getting this, you know, there's just this extra stuff <coughs> in my inbox? But well, a lot of other people are different, apparently. And I think it, it may have helped their growth from what they've said. But isn't indie hackers a different content set than yours. So yours is very subject specific. So like if they're in a if they're in a course, they're in a they're in a course, right? They're in a they're in a, a subject area. For my site, I don't have that set up, but Lyricast does that. Uh Lyricast. Like maybe that maybe that's what you should do. You should have a button that's just like, you know, like take course or something like that. So that they they are associated with that stream of videos and then they get content that's super related to what they want in their email inbox. Yeah, I don't think I'm actually in the middle of anything except for this one, which he's already finished. But yeah. I believe uh, when there's something new in a series I'm already doing, they email, or at least there's an option. To me, that, that seems like that, that would be really powerful. Um, yeah, and, yeah I, and I think tracking I, like lessons completed and all this stuff, like... Yeah. Even without email, I think that'll help. So that's yeah, that's uh, that's on my on my list. Nice. Um, right. So I started the email automation, and I've started a sequence on uh, uh, on ConvertKit for uh, for the people who've never been pitched yet. So yeah. far, it's it's only like four hundred and fifty people on it, but um, so far the open rate's over forty percent, and the click rate's higher than unsubscribe and all that. So. Mm, great. That seems good. Um, my learning goal was to dig into the Laravel Git course, and I have not done that. Instead <laughs> of doing that, I've been uh, messing around with Tailwind UI, and, or Tailwind mm. CSS, and looking at Tailwind UI. And oh, yeah, and that looks pretty. That I mean, if you did, did you if see you me, converted uh, to that? I haven't, but I I got on the front page of Hacker News with it. Have you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you didn't see that one. Oh, you posted that. No, I did see it. I, yeah. I looked through that, but I didn't realize it was you who posted it. I did. But um, um, yeah, I want to buy it. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I'll buy it. It's it's like 249 to get both of them, and I'm sure it'll I think save it's me great money to, or time to make up for it. It's just I'm not doing a lot of contracting at the moment, so. But it would change the. It would really professionalize what you're doing. Yeah. The thing. The thing I wonder is, can I? adapt it to my color scheme if i can do that then it would super be worth it oh for sure yeah for sure um yeah um tailwind it's funny tailwind ui the way that they do things is the way that i build 
I build my CSS frameworks. Super similar. You like utility. Yeah, because I like Tilt yeah. CSS because... Uh, it just creates these utility classes. So you just do sort of shorthand for, you know, padding or whatever. And then you just add it as a class. Yeah, you, yeah. it's a little bit lower level. You, you have to type a bit more, but you, it's so much more flexible. I used mm -hmm. to have these nightmares when I was at Groupon because it's such a big company. Um, mm -hmm. They're just, you know, a whole bunch of people working on designs and our CSS was... Um, like many layered and ex extremely complicated and it is just way too easy to work on some widget that I think shares nothing with the rest of the the world mm. and suddenly be breaking things external to me or vice versa yeah and that's what's <coughs> nice about tailwind it basically the responsibility of style ends up at the at the html level yeah essentially yeah um, I have not built anything more for reactor unfortunately Okay. So I, I would say my my uh, week so far was one out of the two big ones happened, and the other two mm. were both a whiff. Okay. Um, cool. Well, I guess we'll do me then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me just screen share here. Uh, take over from you. Uh, yeah. So um, this is our show structure. Hit the record button for the video. <laughs> Please. That was such a pain to do, to re-record that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so task flow mock-ups for most major areas. Now, I, c I think the last time I'd done quite a lot of, of mock mocking up, um, but I, there was, there was a, lot, a lot left to do. But at least you understood what the product was, um, which is the main point. Um, then the algorithm builder, I wanted to mock that up. And uh, now that I think about that, let me just move this out. Things out the way here. Okay. Yeah. So I did look at the algorithm builder, but before I get before I get into that, what I wanted to to tell you is something you said last show kind of struck a chord in me. Mm -hmm. um, you and I, I was really down on what you said. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized, wait a second, that is the way to go. So you were like, okay, are you going to build this and use this yourself? Mm -hmm. um, and I was down on that and said, no, I'm going to do the usual thing where I basically uh, create a landing page, send it out to um, beta list, get like 250 signups, speak to people. But this is why um, the mental model stuff is, is so important. Um, I've got one for this week, too. Oh, great! Which great. Uh, which one helped? So, so it's it's the um, where is it? Uh, what's the what's the Elon Musk one? I can't believe I first don't even principles. have it in here. Yeah, do I have it in there? Yes, it's under yes, first principles. Lives. Yeah, first yeah, first principles. So basically, product solution first principles. So, um, but it, even just first principles as a general as a general model. So first principles is like. Um, where if you're going to do something that's already been done before, you know, the typical way that people do it is they go, okay, I'm going to stand on shoulder of giants. I'm going to like look at the, the sort of the historical record mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, build on that. Well, first principles basically says, get rid of that. Like this is a whole new time. There's a whole new bunch of technologies. There's a whole new way of looking at things. Let's throw all that out the window and just start from scratch. And can we find more optimal ways to, to do this, to solve this problem? Well, 
that that also applies to to yourself it applies to me because um i am i'm now in a pattern where my my pattern is is to to do something launch it on a website and right right but but when i go back to first principles and think wait a second wait a second do i need to do that in this case like the reasons why i do that are not really valid in this case like one reason one reason why i recommend people to do that is to prove that they can build an audience well i don't need to do that i I kind of have an audience right you're right i have an audience and i've already done that another reason is to get those 250 people so that you can then get like 10 to 20 of them in a slack and then you can start like conversing with them and build what i call a super seed group of people who are really into your product want to try it and want to buy it i kind of don't need that because i already have 10 people through the discussions i've had and i've already got five people who have basically said look yep i'll pay for this if, if this is what works the way you say it will i'll pay for it and i'll be to test it so i've got those testers ready to go you know and i've got people who want to buy it so essentially i don't really gain anything except for just losing time <laughs> you know mm. like I, I essentially lose time because let's say i did do it i'll just get another 250 people of which i'll just get another five people to the level of the five people i've already got mm, okay. and and you know it doesn't really help whereas what 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 would probably be better would be to build it out to the stage where it actually worked it could actually take money and then push it to beta list and then push it to product hunt so there would be two big splashes yeah. to bring in real customers. Yeah, you don't want to Leroy Jenkins the product hunt. Launch. Tell me about that. What's what's that mean? Oh my gosh, uh, you've never heard of Leroy Jenkins? Um, no, no. Tell me. So this was from mid two thousands when World of Warcraft was like at its peak. There was yeah. uh, this video that my girlfriend in Taiwan showed me, and because uh, she was super into World of Warcraft. And it, it had, like, this this group of people, like, waiting outside the lair of some, like, horrible dragon spawn something. And, and they uh, they were talking about you know, intricate plans of what they're going to do. And they have some tools. They're like, all right, well, according to this, we have, you know, a 37.33% repeating chance or something like that. And there's one guy, Leroy Jenkins, who was AFK. The whole time they're like, "Where's he? Where's Leroy? He's he's AFK." And then he showed up, and then he was like, "What's AFK?" Away from a keyboard. Okay. So yeah. they're all planning like outside this area. Yeah. He showed yeah, up, and then right. he was like, "All right, Leroy Jenkins," and ran into the room. And they're like, "What do we do? What do we do? We have to go now. We have to go now." And the entire plan like went to crap. They all died, and ended up with them just just uh, uh, cursing <laughs> Leroy's name. And okay. That's kind of a. It was a big meme for for quite a while. I'm sure you'll find it if you if you look right. even a little bit. But I'll that's, check it out. Uh, that's like the key risk with product hunt is a, is a, a lot of people will get some. Like if we launched this podcast to product hunt right now, that would be a Leroy Jenkins because we don't have anybody following it. It would just show up and be completely wasted and fail, and then we can't do it again. Yeah, wasting. Another one is, uh, yeah, that's great, Leroy Jenkins. Is that is that similar to uh, the saying "wasting your gunpowder"? Maybe I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's okay. just like the the uh, Nintendo generation version of it. But uh, <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. All right, Le- Leroy Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, what what I was what I meant with all that though is that uh, you don't want to get this big group of people ready to try a thing and then give them junk. 
and then you know have wasted all of those people who are ready to try it yeah exactly and 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 well so so with beta list you with beta list you you can you know the the traditional way to use beta list is to sort of just say join my wait list mm-hmm. you know and and they don't so they're not really expecting a product a lot of the time oh, and they'll join a wait list okay. but that's sort of the point of it um but there are you can use it in the same way as product hunt where if you do have a working product you can just post a, a beta product there as well so yeah so I think that it, that'd be good, and it does it does drive a significant amount of traffic, and you are you know you will get on the front page if you pay money. So um, I think, yeah, I'm gonna not I'm gonna not Leroy Jenkins it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so where where was I? Yeah. So I'm gonna build it. I'm gonna build it. I'm gonna try it, and then I'm gonna get it out to those um, those ten people who I'm already talking to. And also, by the way, maybe 11 people, because you're one of them. You said yeah, you'd yeah, yeah. test it. For sure. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I do really want this to have an impact on, uh, on people. So I'm, you know, to help them work smarter and, and just work smarter instead of harder. So hopefully it will help. So, I mean, it um, sounds like it already helped you just in deciding to do something with Nugget, right? Or to just the, put in just more the basic understanding right now, right? Yeah. So there's, there's, a, there's a couple of... Um, that brings up a point, and this is the reason. This is another reason why I I realized that I need to to play with this first, um, because in this in this concept of a strat- this strategy here for the win. So the, the, this was the three tickets that I'd set. Um, you know that I'd picked through my tasks and strategies in this mock-up. There was the launch nugget. There was the capture full meeting details. There was the add icon to the framework. Well. What I have since realized is that these, because we're saying that the bulk of these um, uh, ingredients, I'm calling them ingredients. Okay. So that basically they are strategy ingredients. So these ingredients might be, um, uh, you know, custom and unique depending on the strategy that you create or the strategy that you use. I realized that might be a bit of an overload. So I need to play how that's going to work because... Because what I, my hope was was that you could click into strategies, and that you could you could browse around different um, different strategies, and all of your tasks would be ranked differently according to strategy. But what I've realized is that's kind of not possible, because a strategy only works if the ingredients are part of that strategy, and you've flagged those ingredients. So if you put so in other words, the just one thing requires the just one thing ingredients. The structure procrastination requires the structure procrastination ingredients. The, the happy wife, happy life requires the happy wife, happy life ingredients. Hmm. So, so if you submit one thing, it doesn't apply to three strategies. Well, so you could have a, a lot of common ingredients and then the default strategies would all be covered. That's right. Yeah. So, so I, but that's what I, I need to sort of work through. And, and so one mistake that I've made a mul- multiple times before <laughs> is is um, working on a product idea that I can't technically ba- make. Oh, it's just just not technically ready for it, and I like I can't actually solve the problem. And so then it just, then it becomes a decision. Okay, do I want to build another um, project man? Well, a task management tool that's just like standard or if if I can't do this well, 
do I just want to build another, you know, well thought out task management tool or am I not really into it anymore? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> I get, by the way, I get so, the impression you're not the kind of person who's happy just taking something out there that works, making your own version of it, just cloning feature by feature by feature, and then using your, you know, your marketing abilities to get some part of the market. Well, yeah, exactly. But no, I'm definitely not. And and the reason why I think the reason why I think that um, the reason why I think it's important to have some kind of new source. I mean, I know that I'm only trying to get four thousand customers, but I still think that the the to, this to do slash task management system should be should have some kind of unique ingredient because I think of like markets like Photoshop layers. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like so the the whole market is the document, the Photoshop document. But like one, if you can find a new layer in the document, then that makes your life much easier. If you're just on the same layer as a bunch of other people, that's like okay, it's super hard because then it just becomes like okay, who can market to those same people? You know, and you're probably up against people who are just probably better at it than you. Mm-hmm. So, but but if you can get to a different layer, then you just need to find different people who are looking at it who want to use this thing for different reasons so you know most people want to use to-do lists and task management lists just to get stuff done but what what i want to do here is i want to help people save time and, and create a better life for themselves and i really want to focus on that aspect of it yeah yeah so it'll be a different audience or a different slice of the audience than most to-do lists or most exactly. uh, not to-do lists but exactly yeah and i'm happy tools. to just get i'm happy to just you know my revenue goals are not like build a billion dollar company it's just like get five thousand ten thousand a month you know it's like just, well, just want mean, to create that basic flywheel well, revenue for now at least i don't know like yeah, uh, yeah one of my good buddies does a screencasting site similar to mine but it's for uh, blockchain tech and mm. he's been getting great youtube growth the last six seven months and and he was like yeah you know i broke broke two thousand this month got 2400 mm. and then last time i talked to him he was like yeah, I was feeling pretty depressed, and, and I was like, "Well, what did you do for the month?" He was like, "2,800." But I thought it would be four thousand. You know, it's, <laughs> so it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's like he just it's adjusted sort of, yeah. so quickly to uh, the current level yeah. that uh, it, it was like this this pack to be unhappy had had just become more difficult. Yeah, it's that plateau, you know. It is Get, uh, getting past that it plateau. It is a thing, is but, but I get I get what you're saying. Let's, uh, uh, but. Go ahead. Yeah, so basically, so I did want to talk about the algorithm builder. So I wanted to mo- to basically mock up a way to create that. So, and I've, you've already seen this, um, but I uh, just wanted to talk through it. Yeah, go. You said something about you wanted a formula to keep everything out of 100. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got that. You I got your help. I spent like, I spent 10 minutes on the line with Jason Roberts, who basically said, he's like, oh, dude, can't you ask me a real question? This is so easy. <laughs> you just do this, this, and this. <laughs> so I'm, but I'm not even convinced that this gets, this system is uh, like a UI like this becomes available to the public. Maybe it's just available to me to build lots of strategies. Cause, mm. Because, again, this is what I'm saying about I need to use a product to understand exactly how it's going to be most effective I, I can't from mockups. I just can't tell. <laughs> you That's, know, I can't yeah. just can't tell. <laughs> that is not surprising. Uh, <laughs> so you know, like I mean, you know, m- maybe I do think that people should be able to create strategies, but maybe it's just as simple as like, you know, just just this, this area here. You know, basically just add an ingredient, 
and remove it and then maybe just like low is low is better and that's it you know so you can just add things and low is better and you can't do something like change the weight alternatively you could add a little button which is like expert mode which toggles between this yeah and yeah that's what this. you said last time yeah the, although if they're adding ingredients so the I, th- I think the difficult thing here is is what you started off saying though because if they're adding ingredients then they may add ingredients or they will definitely add ingredients that don't apply to any other exactly. strategy. And I and I and and the part that I need to test is is that still valuable when you when you basically add a task, so you, you click the little plus button, you add a task, and you, you get a drop down, you essentially get a drop down list that's something something like this, you can basically just select a strategy that you want to assign that task to. Because when you think about it, mm. that might actually make sense because Happy wife, happy life. You really don't want that. You know, you really do want that to be just, yeah, I'm sort of, that's how I'm thinking about that task. Um, I, okay, I, I have uh, another thought. Like, I, I don't think you would necessarily want to assign it to just one task because there are a lot of ingredients that people might add that are ingredients because of their worldview. And those ingredients yeah. would still cut across everything. Like maybe... Yeah. Maybe someone's uh, someone's ingredient might be, um, I don't know, might might be leads to uh, uh, better backward reflections at my deathbed, and if that's the strategy, <laughs> like you could apply that to every single task. It's like what yeah. what will my reflective self feel about this in the future? Or if someone's uh, maybe someone's ingredient is uh, um, is. is uh, good for their development as an ethical person. And again, that yeah. could that could apply across everything and maybe maybe what you should do is is when there's a new ingredient like instantly pop up some kind of UI so they can just like go down the list of all of their current strategies and assign how like how much impact that ingredient has on those. Well, yeah. Yes, exactly. And I'm glad that you're that you said that. Because this is sort of what I'm thinking, like, I don't know until I use it exactly how all that's going to work. So, for example, one thing I was thinking was, okay, maybe it's like when they add a task, they can kind of got ingredients that they regularly use. And when they select ingredients, ingredients, it's sort of like this, um, it sort of, it sort of does this, like, you know, like a suggest, like a suggest thing. So it sort of brings up like a suggest list of the strategies that, that now apply. Because you selected that ingredient. So it's not like you select a strategy. It's more like you're sort of seeing what strategies it's now applying to with that ingredient. I thought that was another way. You know? yeah. So like a, like a sort of auto-suggest concept, except it's not suggesting, it's just informing. Or by default, the strategy could, or the new ingredient could apply to every strategy. And if they don't want it to, then it's just like a zero value. Because then you'll get something like, you know... Four times zero plus the rest of the rest uh, the rest of the uh, ingredients and weights. So so that means if you well because the because the other piece that I'm thinking about is I want to make it so that um, I'm imagining a thousand people using it, mm-hmm. and remember I was talking about the caching the caching issue, and so I want to try and avoid the scenario where there's like map reduce functions running in a job queue um, to basically work out the rankings and all that. I really want it to be able to do rankings on the fly just through a select. And that that is um that can happen based on 
this algorithm, you know, I, well, on a burst strategy. So, but but if all of a sudden, like, if there's a if they've used a hundred ingredients and a hundred ingredients can potentially apply to every row of every thing, then I, it's going to need to well, be. Clever. I would well, I would index. Uh, this is like a kind of a DB detail, but I, I would index yeah. on. Uh, I would index on the person and the ingredients they have. So, so you wouldn't you wouldn't have to work like if I have a hundred ingredients and I'm like I want 120. Those ingredients wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't be running against everyone else's strategies. It it would like immediately. Oh, I know as that. As you yeah. run it, you would just see my strategies. So unless you have someone who has like a hundred, uh, but still, still, I don't think and a hundred. I don't think that can work. I still don't think that can work because because if if you if they add stuff and then it's like this, a strategy becomes a strategy is is only really useful because of the 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 sort of whitelist aspect of it. Um, if if all of a sudden I had a bunch of like unrelated stuff that could affect this score. And then you're asking people to go through 30, 40 strategies to sort of take out ingredients from that. So you're sort of saying it's a blacklist versus a whitelist. Wait, I'm not sure which way it is. What, what, what I'm Are you saying is, blacklist, whitelist? What, what I'm saying <laughs> is like if you, if you add an ingredient, that should apply to every single strategy. It could apply with zero weight, but it'll still, I, I mean, I, I think, I think, logically you still want to have so. it mapped the same way because if, if you have a separate yeah. list i mean i guess see how it how it works but i think if you have a separate a separate list for each one it's going to be more complex so so basically um you know if you were like the you know makes wife happy if you add if you add that that could that could somehow apply to everything so what what it would be mm, I don't think what it would be would be for for uh, well, makes high. Okay, so so whatever task, like take out the garbage, that would have makes wife happy with some positive value. Like maybe it's it's two or something. But then you'd you'd have something else that's like um, uh, like uh, uh, something that only you care about. Like say um, work on my my drawing project. Then that would just have a makes wife happy value of zero. Okay. I, I yeah. I'm I'm not fully. I'm not fully. Uh... I, I again I, I need to sort of see it in action to to understand it fully but um yeah so what when i'm when i was saying um so, you know when you add tasks you can kind of select one of these um i wasn't sort of meaning that your that your task would be assigned to that i was just meaning that by selecting that it pops up the relevant ingredients and those ingredients may apply to other Strategies. Almost definitely, most of them. Yes. So, so what I was imagining was, you you click add task, you click a sort of a strategy that you think that it's going to be most likely to to apply to. It's going to pop up these things. You select these things, and then underneath it, you sort of see other strategies that it begins to apply to. You can click on one of those, then that brings in the ingredients for that one if you want to. Mm -hmm. You know. So then it sort of makes it easy to just keep it tight to what you're sort of thinking about now obviously things like you know su super generalist things like just one thing or it's good for my business will probably have similar ingredients across those types of things so so and it may sorry go ahead yeah. well i was saying would you have a uh, 
like a many to many relationship between the like the ingredients and the strategies and like the people <laughs> this, convers- <laughs> this conversation is a lot like that conversation where we had uh where i i did not have this so this is like th- th- this conversation right now i have in That's my true. head like That's this it's i have this blurry reality. cloud of like i have a problem i okay. have i have a problem and the problem is is i've got a i, I think i th- i've got a thesis that i think these strategies will be important to people but I have no fucking idea how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, however you do it, like you'll you'll basically you'll need a way to keep track of which strategies and which ingredients are related to each other for which people. Yes. So yes. there are three things. And and so so basically, the one problem is I want I, like I don't want to overwhelm. Another problem is I want to be able to scale this up so that thousands of people can can do, be doing like a select at the same time and it's 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 doing that on the fly without me having to run big back big job queues in the back end which constantly go through and like let's say let's say one person adds a new task then it has to run a job queue to re to re-rank everything in their in their system like i don't want that job back end job map reduce thing mm-hmm. i want to hopefully just do it on basically a simple SQL select and put the algorithm into that, and so that it, it just works. Adding on the fly. a task should never be a problem. Like the problem is, is the person you talked about who has like hundreds of ingredients and strategies and is adding more of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, okay, so there was that's that. Let's see, was there was there anything else that I mocked up? Uh, so skins. Oh, I was talking about skins last time. I said I think this this system should be skinnable, and you know people should be able to do whatever skin they want. And I've realized that isn't good thinking. Um, it should really just basically have a light mode and a dark mode, um, because as bloggers talk about it, um, it it should have a brand. Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> there'll be no brand because bloggers will use it and they'll select one skin that they that they find interesting, and then it'll just look different everywhere, like VS Code and, uh, or yeah. something. Right, and that's not sensible. <laughs> so I just so what I am, I've made it super easy to skin, um, which is what I want to show you actually. Um, I, I think that's the kind of thing you could always do later anyway. You know, yeah, like you could get yeah. it really big and then add some like crazy customizations. So you know, started I've I've started building out this the the whole um, CSS for it. So one one other thing that I do, which which you might find interesting, is um, I essentially don't use any graphics. Like I do everything in line. Um, so like an SVG will happen in line. Hmm. And the reason the reason why I do that is because it just means that um, that the whole uh, the whole page load is just is just like one or two requests. Right. Right. So you get everything, you know, and it's one or two requests, and it's just keep it super simple. And plus, also, it's easy to get these um, these SVG graphics into JavaScript as well, and you can just kind of insert them that way. But um, I just sort of build out the things that I need one at a time. So, like, just a, this is not really a reset, but it's just a super simple basic, and then grab the fonts, and then his these are utility classes to make it easier for me to change the like the leading, the font size, the font weight. So it's just like it's just like converting CSS into another language, which is basically what Tailwind does. Yeah. Yes. You know? Just slightly higher level. Now, but one thing one thing that I've found really really useful to do is to create responsive versions of some of these things. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, for all my um, padding, padding top and padding bottom, normally a you know padding top of ten, 
under under a responsive situation that height will change depending on screen width so if it's an 800 width it will be worth it will turn into 7 and if it's a uh, 600 width it will turn into 5 so that has the effect of so you see this hello world thing here so that has the effect of auto giving me oh, responsive stuff so yeah. you're not using any flexbox or grid uh, I do. I, no, I do in 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 different places. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so basically, so the way that I'm thinking about it, because I'm only, literally only just starting to build this out, but the way that I'm thinking about it is, I really need two types of page. I need one which is like a, a website page, you know, for marketing and like sales and plans and pricing, and and those pages are going to have like this this top heading, a middle part, and a, and a footer, and then I need an app page, which is uh, you know the stuff that we. We're looking it's at funny, before. funny you break it into those two categories because uh, Tailwind UI is also a marketing package and an app package. <laughs> no way. Seriously, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way I've been, I've done that. I mean, I guess that it's like one fifty for one or two fifty for both. You you come to the I mean you sort of that's where you get to just by building frameworks and thinking things through, I think a lot of times you just get to the same place, you know, with this stuff. Um, but, but, the, but the point is, is that what, the reason why I like doing it this way and building it up bit by bit and then proving out each, each little thing is, you know, I, I can do it in, an, in a couple of afternoons mm -hmm. and then I just deeply understand it and I don't need to build other stuff for edge cases that other people are using. No. I'm sure Tailwinds will have a lot of edge it'll be able to deal with a lot of edge cases, of course, mm -hmm. but I don't need to. Yeah. So, yeah. And doing it this way with the utility class strategy, like you don't end up having surprising specificity issues, which are exactly. honestly the worst when dealing with CSS. Um, so S still looks like a lot, that. a lot of work though. Uh, well, it's a lot of work, but no, it, it isn't if you can kind of copy and paste from previous projects. Like everything the first time you do, it's kind of difficult. But when you've done it a few times, you've just got, ah, grab it from here, grab it from here. So then it's quite quick. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Nice. Well, should we go on to a mental model? Yes, please. All right. I a uh, mental model that, or the source of the mental model was a really neat talk that Alan Kay gave. I don't know if you've heard of Alan Kay, but he's a, a pretty famous computer scientist. He uh, he made Smalltalk and like mm. the original ideas of object-oriented programming, he used to work at Xerox Park. And this mental model is actually something that was like really similar to one that I had had for uh, thinking about cultural differences. But he's talking in the in the context of exploration and discovery here. Um, there, there's some things that he likes to talk about, like uh, um, Leonardo da Vinci was one of the most intelligent people that ever lived, but he, you know, struggled for years and years and years and years trying to make an engine or a combustion engine and failed to. But Henry Ford, you know, like he he wasn't anywhere near as bright, but he did. Like, how could he mm. do that? Well. He had a lot of insights that Newton came up with, and then using those superior tools, he was able to do things that even Leonardo da Vinci couldn't do before. So, hmm. Alan Kay uh, talked about this idea of this red plane. You can just imagine it lying flat on your table or something like that. 
um, or flat on the ground. And as people go around trying to find solutions to things, they can, you know, they can wander one direction, wander another, you know, ha- have some some missteps and pitfalls. They're trying to they're trying to get to some sort of optimal solution, and then one point they encounter something that just does not fit what they understand, or maybe they just got done with a run or meditating or something like that, drugs, they're in a different state of mind. And then they just have this, this kind of like a, a, a pow, splat is what he called it, <laughs> where they, they just get shocked out of this red plane that they're seeing. And they realize that there's an entire vertical axis in the world also. And there's this blue plane that intersects with the red plane. So it's like if you have one piece of paper flat and then another one that's pointing straight up. And there's this entire other space that they weren't even exploring. And the reality that they saw is basically, or the red plane, which was their whole reality they saw, was basically just a projection of this red blue space onto just red. So like projection projection into one less dimension, kind of like we are three dimensional and our shadows are two dimensional. So if I'm standing outside, there's a shadow of me on the ground that's a projection of me, but it's it does not it, it encodes some information about me, but it's not a full representation of me. And I've often thought you can apply this to cultural differences between people and obviously it's not just two planes it's more like you know a thousand planes or something but let's say just to keep it simple that i i am uh, i am dealing with two planes like say i've got this red plane and this blue plane and there's uh, say on the x axis and the z axis but then on the y axis uh, say the uh, y axis and the z axis there's a purple plane that intersects with both the red plane and the blue plane. And maybe uh, a native Chinese speaker only sees the blue plane and the purple plane, and they don't see the red plane. And I see the red one and the blue one, and I don't see the purple one. So whatever they are doing, whatever is in their mind, I'm just seeing the projection of that onto the common plane that we share, which in this case would be the blue plane. So. It's a way that uh, I found very useful for thinking about uh, just the the fact that when someone has fundamentally different models of the world and they're 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 aware of different things than I am, the information I'm getting from what they're doing and vice versa is just a projection down to the common dimensionality that we both share. And what? Uh- what is the what is the mental model called? Uh, no name. This is a red plane, blue plane, <laughs> <laughs> red plane, blue plane. Something. I I I really yeah I get it. I really like it. So it's um it's sort of like it's perspective. You could call a plane a perspective. Yeah, you can, and and that's exactly what Ford had that Da Vinci didn't. Is he had an additional perspective that some other genius had come up with that da Vinci didn't have. Um, and another, you know, another similar example is 
uh, for either of us or just any, you know, any modern person uh, of, you know, nothing special about them at all can divide some numbers in their head, long division, maybe like two digit long division, something like that. Um, it's not necessarily easy for everybody, but we like we have some tools to do it um, or, or multiplication is even easier. But division specifically uh, was really difficult for Roman mathematicians because they had like they were saddled with these Roman numerals, which mm. suck for doing any kind of multiplication or division. It's OK <laughs> for addition or subtraction, but um, the, because they had this really unwieldy model, they, uh, you know, they, they couldn't. Uh, um, they couldn't use it that easily. And mm. the thing that's crazy is like these like Arabic numerals, which which are amazing, like you like you can't take those away from someone. Like I, I you know, I, I had like physical, you know, ones and twos and threes I played with as a little kid probably when I was two, I'm guessing. But even without them, I I can use those to do things that, you know, would would have been very difficult for more intelligent people a couple thousand years ago or three thousand years ago or something. It really ties into the first principle stuff that we were talking about because it's it's these new perspectives over time that sort of exactly like Henry Ford. So he can sort of he has these new perspectives, but he and with those new perspectives he can go back to the drawing board exactly as um, Da Vinci had been trying to create this engine his whole life but didn't have these perspectives. Right. Henry Ford starts and now he has these perspectives. So that's why that's why first principle thinking is so key well, because there's new. There's new tool sets. Yeah, and and I was so uh, another thing I was thinking about this when you were talking about that before was, twenty uh, twenty Justin has higher dimensionality for you know solving this kind of problem than twenty fifteen Justin did or twenty ten yeah. Justin. So so yeah. because you because you you have uh, um, you have more points of view, like maybe you can go back to first principles and and discover something that wasn't wasn't uh, accessible to you before yeah it's i I really like it and um some it's it's also interesting because um i'm just going to do a a screen share of something here um it really reminds me of this this thing i found it through uh, there was a great thing posted on hacker news and it's one of the few things that i've added to my reading list um which is um explorable explanations so explorable.es this this is really really good. Like, and I I just sort of look at just go here, and every time you go there, there's something new. And basically, it's just um, learning through play online. Wait, wait, can you scroll up a bit? I think I I recognize one of those. So it's like the ultimatum theory game. There's a guy with like a, a crazy expression. Oh, I guess it's gone. Uh, yeah, well, because it's random. Sorry, oh, it's random. I just I refresh the page. Oh, okay. I refresh the page. Anyway. I came so I, I really recommend explorable.es um it's great it's random you find something new in each of these um each of these things like there's lo- there's loads of mental models there's loads of things that that you see look I'll just load three more you know to build a better ballot pink trombone the taxi care problem it's just loads of interesting stuff On a you know side note these oh yeah the parable of polygons I've seen that one the uh, so, these kinds of uh explainer d3 or whatever they are models like these are pretty killer content marketing oh yeah like like if you want to like use some code and get more attention to a project you're working on so it was 4d toys that really reminded me of so i you know i found this 4d toys thing through through that um 
And it really reminded me of what you're talking about now. So basically, it's, it's, a, it's a software program that lets you explore multiple dimensions. And the, w the way that it does it is, um, is you know, in, in this talk through, it's showing, look, this is, this is two dimensions, right? And now we're going to turn this into three dimensions. And so they're saying that they, they show how two dimensions is just look, seeing one plane Exactly. Or the three-dimensional thing, exactly. which is pretty much what you're saying, right? And so then they go on to explain how that can then convert into four dimensions. Um, That's kind of be, projecting 4D to 2D is got to be pretty rough. Um, where does where does this fourth fourth dimension example? Yeah. So stuff so stuff starts really cutting off here, um, like that there. So that that is basically like being lost to the fourth dimension this corner of that cube they've got to put they, they need this in virtual reality they need like the oculus version of this yeah right but um you know it just really reminded me of uh, of what you were just talking about so i thought i'd mention that you can maybe link that yeah yeah i, I will link that and also link the alan k talk the power of simplicity yeah yeah but um although one thing one last thing on that um it does have some terrifying advice he basically says, if you have the chops, you should be making your own operating system and programming languages. I couldn't agree more. I, I couldn't agree more because, because that's, and the reason why I say that is because, are you seeing these articles coming out about um, Tesla and how like, you know, Audi and the, and, you know, previous market leaders are, are like doing a teardown of of tesla tech and they're like we're we're year, we're we're decades away from this we can't get close to this and the reason is is because tesla have done exactly that they're building everything and so because they're building everything they avoid the supply chain issue whereas you know the only model that works for for audi right now is to have a supply chain of different software suppliers and different people and people giving different mo modules so they can only make it as good as the foundational components yeah well i mean yeah they can't they can't catch up on the software i mean that's oh yeah like they're not software well, but, companies but it's not it's not just that it's not just the software like it's it's all the components that um that tesla builds so because because tesla are in complete control of every part of the supply chain there's very few vendors that they rely on they can massively improve all of those or even minimally improve them. And, and, and the, composite, the composite of minimally improving the entire supply chain is like it's 10 years ahead of anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it feels to me like, uh, you know, Japanese phones were way better than American ones like in the early 2000s. Yeah. And then all of a sudden phones turned into like a primarily or at least a huge part of them turned into software with the iPhone, mm -hmm. and then it was just like all these Japanese companies were were in a pretty rough spot. But that's I I, I think that matters more if you're like a many billion dollar endeavor. Like I, I think for for uh, you know an indie hacker, lots of people do fine just using uh, you know off the shelf components and cloning. Well, but is, isn't it like um, so buy so buy don't build. Like this, it's like the discussion, you know, yeah, should you yeah. buy something or should you build it? So how do you determine? I mean, I think that anything, anything that's, that's central to your software product for me, cause I'm, yeah. I'm obviously not building cars or whatever. 
I think you should build. You know, that's why I do build CSS frameworks. I, I lean in the same. <laughs> I lean in the same direction. Like the uh, the main difference I think between my channel and other screencasters that are teaching Elixir is they pretty much all have a preference for getting plugin or getting libraries for doing auth libraries for this libraries for that. And I use like Phoenix framework and I use libraries for crypto or things that like, I definitely would not, you know, be competent to do, but I, I don't really, I don't really like pulling in tons of libraries to do everything. That's probably why I didn't stay in JavaScript. Mm. Like I, I really, I really prefer to, uh, um, have a bit more control over, over what I'm writing. I am, uh, that's something else, um, that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, it, it would seem that, um, task flow probably should be a single page web app. Mm. And then that bring, but, but I don't, th I don't want to start it out that way. I'm going to start it out being just HTML. And then I guess I'm going to convert it to single page web app over time. And I was even thinking, oh, I'm really sick of jQuery. Maybe I'll just write a new you write a new, a new one? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just thinking, like, because you just, it's just, it's it's bloat, and it just does so many things that it doesn't need to do. And with the with the work on speak, I I basically did that stuff because I didn't want to rely on jQuery or any other library because it's a widget that plugs into everyone's website. So I needed to be able to, it needed right. to be, like, completely independent. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I would, I would probably not want to use jQuery either, but I would... If the problem is just that it's a widget that's on lots of websites, one easy solution would just be use the CDN cache version of it so that you're not adding to hardly anyone's page load times. Yeah, but but then there's this whole scoping issue. Mm. And if you if you have so just in that scenario, in the speak scenario, so it's loading it's loading a widget that can do lots of complicated stuff on someone else's website. So if you do build your own jQuery type stuff, you can plug in at that very foundational level application specific mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. which really can make the utility of what you're trying to do much, much better. So Yeah, if you yeah. build it from from scratch, it'll definitely be you'll definitely have more more control. I mean I, I say just uh write it all in Rust, use WebAssembly and uh <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a point where it becomes too much, for sure. Um. So what else? What else do we have for this show? What else? Uh, I think. Oh, I guess our plans for next week or our goals. Yeah. Goals. Yeah. Okay. Um. We've we've discussed some some blog posts. We've done we've done a yeah. It's it's goals. Okay. Let's do Mark. All right. What you got? Okay. So last time I had intended to do the analytics alpha launch and did not I still I'm not sure if I'm gonna I, I'm actually gonna uh, lower that I'm gonna lower that to my number four goal so okay so I had analytics alpha launch I'm going to move that down to the last spot here but I'm not going to delete it um, building reactor site yes I've got to do that Start the email automation is done. Uh, I do need to record 
some Alchemist Camp videos, and I also need to get some contracting done. So contracting, and... This is where I really would like to see one day, when I've built this app out, you have these things here, with the ingredients and the rankings next to them, and see, are you making optimal decisions? Because it's so, I think it's just so difficult to look at those and go, okay, yeah. The, the thing I should do first is record some AC videos. It's like, like well, this, where is the, okay. so the, <laughs> where is that so coming? This one, this one is coming from the, uh, the time bomb or whichever one that one you had that I suggested actually have a lit fuse on it. Uh, like <laughs> right. I can only go so long without making videos before people are like, hey, I, I'm paying you for videos. Where are the videos? So mm. uh, it's so okay. So so it's paid videos. I have premium. I have free and premium ones, and I do them. Um, I I I do more free than paid, and I don't necessarily have like a paid one every other video or something like that. <laughs> but I need to keep up progress on everything. Well, this is where the ingredients would would show you. If, if you'd put different certain strategies and I would reflect um, the paid ones are the important ones here. Like the free ones don't matter because you've already got loads of free ones bringing in people. The only thing that matters is the people who are paid and the people who you want to convert to paying customers. I, th I think the free ones matter more right now because uh, if you look at my YouTube analytics, like I get way more when I've been releasing more videos and month by month, like there, there's a momentum, and I, I think every time I go more than a week without releasing a video, there's a real price that I pay for it. Like looking, looking longer term, I I can just see like, wow, I I had a, a big gap here, and look what happened to my traffic, which had been on an upturn. Then I did more, and it's like, you know, it it's YouTube kind of okay. punishes you. So then the opposite, only the free ones matter. Don't make any paid ones. <laughs> yeah, right, right now, right now I'm so so I'm in the middle of a series right now, and it's a free series. So previously, yeah. this is an experiment. Previously, I did um, like a Phoenix 1.4 chat server series where the first part was was all free, and then the last four or five episodes were paid. And I, I actually I've done that twice, and now I'm doing an experiment where I'm doing an entire free series, which is on videos for the reactor website and then after that i'm going to do an entire paid series on absinthe graphql so um i i know the order of the videos i'm going to do i know the next several are going to be free but the sooner i get done with those the sooner i'm making more paid stuff so it's th this is this is not like my income goes to zero if i if i you know am out for a week but it is a sort of thing where I really do have some urgency and it's, it's been. So do you, so do you think that you should nail it down to the free and the paid, you know, even just as a, in a priority list, because, um, cause you know, should that say record some free AC videos versus record some paid AC videos? I, uh, I, to me, they seem, they, they seem like it's, it's tasks that, that have two different achieve, they achieve two different things. So, well, my, sort of my paying separately. subscribers want these, too. Like, the one yeah. I picked is the one that everyone voted for, and a lot of people who paid voted. Show us the voting thing again. Yeah. Um, that is alchemist.camp slash requests. 
and you'll see more data here than if you're looking at it yourself because I'm an admin. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've basically got a difficulty and a cost, which I've assigned myself. Oh, so that so you've you're creating your own little kind of task flow here. Yeah, I, I already did, but the difference is I can go in and see like who voted how many votes, and see some some people are like using their vote every single week. They're like they want that. So this is this is what I can see. So do a series on yeah, I'll, I'll, what's that called? Abs absinthe, absinthe, like the uh, absinthe, like the uh, okay, drink, like the drink, yeah. right? Yeah. Absinthe graph QR, cool. But there, that's I think that's really cool. This 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 system. There's some. There are usually some in here. Oh, here's one to be determined because I, I haven't actually given this uh, deploy Phoenix app to Oracle Cloud free tier compute. Like I, okay, I know why I haven't ranked that one yet because I don't even know how hard that is. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah. so that's that's the system I have. So I'm gonna this one got approved first. I'm gonna do all these. Then I'm gonna do all of these. Then I'm going to pick the next highest one, which is probably going to be a DigitalOcean deployment series. Hmm. And then after that, I'll do a JSON API project. And all the while, I may do one-off videos if I'm inspired by something. Like um, I, I've got a couple lined up related to ConvertKit because I've been doing a lot of stuff with ConvertKit. But the the overall, like the... Uh, the videos which I feel obligated to make are already in order. So all I need to do is just spend, you got regularly this. spend time got on this. it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the top priority because I didn't do any this past week. And mm -hmm. it's also going to be nice to get the reactor site out sooner. These, these two are kind of linked because I'm making videos. And then once I've done all the videos for everything I've built, then, you know, I have to build more to make more videos. <laughs> um, okay. Analytics alpha. So launch. analytics alpha. Analytics alpha launch isn't even going to get a look in. I mean, should it even be on the list? It's going to be on the list. So so one and two are like the really serious priorities. Um, I, I always want a learning priority at number three, and this time is still going to be more on Git internals. Mm -hmm. So that is the plan. Record some Alchemist but, Camp videos. Do some content. But I mean. What what are the chances of Analytics Alpha launch actually you doing any work on that between now and next week? That's a good question. Um, I I think the chance of me launching it is low. The chance of me doing some work on it is pretty high. Okay. And I may I may actually buckle and buy Tailwind CSS depending on how this. Uh, this uh, email launch sequence that's in progress goes because, uh, or by Tailwind UI, because uh, that would uh, speed up making the, the landing page and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they don't let you like have like a free version to play with and then, well, the and CS, then you buy a license? The CSS framework is already free, I think. Okay. I, th I think, okay. yeah. And there, there yeah, are some, CSS framework. there's some simpler components that are free but this got it so the ui the ui it's like it's like that other um startup ui project got it and it's built it's based on tailwind got yeah it. okay i didn't i didn't realize that yeah i i've used that startup did you know the startup framework i'm talking about no um startup design framework they they were the ones who made this concept so this was the these were the first guys who made these kind of frameworks and they built it on um bootstrap 
and so you can go and um you know create these blocks you know different different things and you just sort of do a drag and drop and they have a generator so i bet it included javascript as well then yeah oh yeah it, it includes everything so tailwind yeah. ui so doesn't Okay, so this generator, you just basically go ahead and you sort of go, oh, okay, you know, I want like a, you know, like a header and I want like a, you know, going to do a contacts. And you just sort of do that. And then you can sort of build out the whole site for, for free to sort of see what it looks like. And I think this is, a, this is an amazing way to make sales, by the way, the way that they've done this. And so you basically go ahead and generate it. And then you kind of need to buy the framework then to get it for reals. But you can just get straight in here and start building stuff. And that makes sense. What it looks yeah, because like. after yeah. someone's invested a bunch of time uh, fiddling yeah. with that, then they're they're going to want it. Like Namecheap almost could have done that to me on the logos. Like after I made that Reactor logo, they could be stop. You need five bucks. We need five dollars. <laughs> yeah. I've never really gotten into any. Like the only real woozy wig ish tool I've used was the old um, Mozilla one. I don't know if you remember that there was, there was like um, there was like an email client like Thunderbird or something, and there was a vaguely yeah, yeah. there was like a web browser, and the, it, one thing it included was a web page editor that mm. was sort of WYSIWYG. Yeah, well, this this just um, I mean th you can't edit things, you can just drag blocks, and then it basically outputs uh, the HTML, CSS, and JavaScript required, and then you've basically got a whole website built <laughs> you just go in and change the text yeah it seems like a landing page maker basically yeah basically yeah landing yeah because where because this is the you know again like this gets you 80 percent of the way there really quickly but then when you want to actually do stuff <laughs> you know anything that isn't any of this stuff now you've got to yeah, you got to learn their framework what does this what does this do what does that do understand all their components it's like that last 20% is super slow. And not very transferable knowledge either. Like yeah, right. learning like some framework built on top of Bootstrap. Yeah, right. Cool. So, so your, uh, your goals? Oh, my goals. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah. It's not, you can't just like fiddle with a cool website to, to avoid that part of the call. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I think with TaskFlow, I want to get... I'm trying to work out how much I can realistically do by this time next week. You know what? I think what I want to get is, is, the, is the CSS and HTML done um, for, for, to cover like 80%, 80 of percent of the use cases. And so the way that I'm going to do that is I'm, I'm going to basically build something. I'm not going to build like a drag and drop thing, but um, I'm going to build... A system where here I'll just basically have have links that just says you know header, um, you know uh, layout, you know. So I'll just I'll break all of the things down into individual components, and then I'll do an example of them once one per page. So I'm just going to basically build the framework, the UI framework essentially is what I'm going to be built. So that's that's what I'm saying. So TaskFlow CSS HTML UI framework. That still seems like a lot. Well, it's not a lot for it's just a, it's just a week. I mean, basically, so that so if I build that framework in a week, then essentially I'll be I'll be done on that part, mm. and I'll have the, you know, I'll just be able to just plug it into a database and start making it work. I guess if you've got previous code, you can can borrow from. Yeah, I mean, or just 
previous experience. <laughs> um, I mean, it, you know, to like, how long would it how long would it take to build out? Um, how long would you estimate it would take to build out this, all this stuff, like UI stuff? Mm, I'm not sure. Let's. I'd have to. I mean, probably. <sighs> Probably longer than you just you think longer than a week, right? Probably, you know, to build. I think. Different. I mean, if I if I were trying to do it, yeah, I, I think I think if I were trying to do it well, then yes, because there are a lot of a lot of edge cases and making it responsive and all of that. Yeah, and so so you know, I think I can get it done in a week because I've 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 done that a few times, um, and if I can just get the framework built out, you know, like. The, the mar a marketing page website, so there I'll do panels and stuff like that. Let me try and find, um, just do, can you take over the share for a yeah. second? It's uh, it's the interactions actually that's that's the roughest for me. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take over the share again. So for example, you know, for my day job, um, this, is, this is essentially what I'm gonna do. So for my day job, you know, like I built all the different HTML components out first. So for example, like layout, you know, this is, understanding okay this is how the layout works you know like um columns you know oops why isn't that working there three columns so there's three columns you know this is how it just building that stuff out and then um going ahead and building like panels you know so that just makes it really fast for me to be able to add stuff because i know the kind of panels that i that i'm going to need for the sales site I know the and it's not going to be the same as what I'm showing you here but it's going to be specific to to that that use case. And so, you know, each one of these probably like something like this page, you know, a couple of hours, you know, maybe an hour. Two yeah, hours. that that sounds but, reasonable. But then it it's that that's just going to make it really easy to like um, you know, like breadcrumbs. You know, step journey. You know, um percentage widget you know, so that just makes it super easy to then, I'll just build all these uh, these kind of things, and then I'll just be able to plug it all together real quick. How, so, yeah, how much on. time do you have to work on Nugget in a normal week? Or I mean, on, on Taskflow or whatever side project in a normal week? Oh, yeah, so that's, good. that's a good point. So, how, you know, how many actual hours will I spend doing this? Like, like one to two hours a day between okay. now and the next okay. time I see you. That's yeah. actually a bit more than I thought. Ah, that's actually a bit more than I thought you had, so. Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, yeah, that's why I think I can get it done, you know, maybe two hours a day. Yeah, so that'll be Taskflow CSA UH framework. And just to uh, blood sugar in range uh, for more than 70%. Keep it that way. That's me. I didn't have a health one on there, but I think mine is just going to be to uh, survive till the weekend, and then I can go out and eat again. <laughs> nice. All right. All right, so I guess that is everything. Yeah. Okay, then see you next week. Live long and prosper. <laughs>